communion meditation this morning, I want to read a scripture that's pretty simple, but it's uh, also very, very profound. Uh, in fact, I think most of you have memorized this. It's uh, Romans six twenty-three: For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And this passage speaks of seven great things that I believe are pictured very, very well in the Lord's table. And the, the first is the greatest uh, problem that we have. And I can assure you the greatest problem is not Satan. And uh, it is not the, the world. It's not our flesh. Uh, the greatest problem is sin. It is sin that separates us from God, separated Adam and Eve from the Father, it is sin that condemns us to hell. It's sin that put Christ on the cross. And it is sin that needs to be hateful to us when we come to the Lord's table every morning. The wages of sin is death. And um, I believe we need to come to the Lord's table with thankfulness, gratefulness, that where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. And so there is a great answer to uh, the sin problem. Second, a great, a life's greatest certainty is death. Now, Americans like to joke that there's nothing as certain as death and taxes, but this passage makes it very clear there's nothing as certain as the fact that sin has wages and the wages of sin is death. Why do we talk about death every single time we celebrate the Lord's table? Uh, people think, you know, why, why do we have to be so negative? Talk about blood and death and all of that. Uh, we talk about it because apart from Christ's substitutionary death for our death, we would face eternal death. And apart from the blood of Christ, there is no answer. Uh, death means our life. And uh, he says here, the wages of sin is death, but, and that but is the greatest contrast. Uh, it spells the contrast between heaven and hell, between God's favor and God's wrath. Uh, it spells the difference between joy and sorrow. And every time we come to the Lord's table, what we are reminding ourselves of is that there is a dividing line. There's a dividing line between God's people and those who are not God's people, uh, between partaking worthily and partaking unworthily. And uh, the contrast in this verse uh, shows the antithesis that's at the heart of the Scripture, and it's an antithesis that the world hates. Uh, they just want everybody to be equal. We shouldn't be uh, judgmental of others. But uh, it, this sacrament is an exclusionary sacrament that testifies to the fact that there is no other way to heaven and to God than through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, the, again, the world does not like that. They've got problems with that exclusionary concept that there's only one way. And yet, that same antithesis is an antithesis that gives us comfort. It gives us security because it's in Christ that we have salvation. Now, that's immediately followed by the greatest offer. It's not a fire sale. It's not a reduction in what we need to earn. It is the gift of God. And this re uh, meal reminds us that salvation is a gift. The moment we start thinking we've got to earn God's favor, then we come to the Lord's table unworthily. Now, symbolically, we don't pay for this meal. It's free because, in reality, salvation is totally free. It is a gift that is given. And uh, 
Uh, to fail to be grateful for our salvation is to have the greatest ingratitude that is possible. And so one of the things I would encourage you to do as you come to the Lord's table is to say, Lord, make me more grateful. I want my heart to overflow in thankfulness and gratefulness for what you have done uh, on the cross. The fifth thing I want to highlight is that we are faced with a choice, and it's life's greatest choice. Will you depend upon works and opt for wages, or will you depend upon Christ's works and opt for his free gift? Now, a lot of people think, oh, well, that's justification. That happened so many years ago. Do we really need to be thinking about that now? Yes, uh, it is relevant to our lives continually because uh, faith does not just begin our Christian walk. Uh, it uh, continues it all the way through. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says that the Father has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. The only blessings you're going to receive and the only things that are going to last for eternity come from Christ. We are blessed in Christ. And so anything that's outside of Christ is going to be hay, wood, and stubble that's going to burn up on Judgment Day. Everything that's done outside of Christ. So every moment we're making a conscious choice. Am I going to live by my own strength or am I going to live by what Christ has come and done for us? And so as you come to the Lord's table, that's another thing you can ask. Say, Lord, help me to walk by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in everything I do in this coming week. Uh, the sixth thing that this verse talks about is that Jesus is not just the greatest, but he is the only ground for our salvation. There's a trick, trick question that, you know, people give on, on uh, justification. Uh, they ask, uh, which is the ground of our justification? Is it, is it our faith or is it our works? And people say our faith. No, that's not the right answer. Uh, the only ground is Jesus. Faith is not the ground of our salvation. Faith is simply the thing that receives Christ, that clings to Christ and uh, trusts him uh, throughout. So it's only in Jesus that we're secure. And the last thing that this verse reminds us of is that having purchased us from the slave market, Christ is now our Lord. And part of the meaning of covenant meals outside uh, of the Bible and the ancient Near East uh, was to swear loyalty to a suzerain king. A suzerain was a king who had conquered uh, your country, and then you had this meal and you swore allegiance. Well, uh, really, the Lord's table is sort of like that. We swear loyalty to the one who conquered us, the one who owns us, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so partaking of communion is an oath of allegiance to our king. In fact, uh, some early church fathers, they said the, the word sacramentum, that we get sacrament from, uh, means oath of submission. And so again, here's another thing you can do as you come to the Lord's table. Say, Lord, I submit my life to you. You are my king, and I delight in you. And so as we come to the, the table of the Lord uh, this morning, uh, let it remind us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we are so grateful for the, the gift of salvation that is pictured in this meal. And as we come to celebrate this supper, we come with gratefulness in our hearts, and we do submit ourselves before you. We bow our knee before you, and we say, you are our King. You are our Lord, and it is our desire to live by faith.
and even in our obedience to your law to do this by faith, realizing that there is nothing in our flesh that we can do uh, that will last for eternity. Without Christ, we can do nothing. And so we pray that you would give to this your people strength and joy and peace and everything that they need uh, for this coming um, a week, Father, that you will fill their hearts, that you would enable them to have the endurance that they need to have. Uh, Father, that you would uh, supply every need according to the riches that we have in Christ Jesus. And to that end, I pray that you would set aside these common elements to a holy use and that you would be glorified in our partaking. In Jesus' name, amen.